We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Say you hop aboard. We'll get to uh, some Phillies rumors coming up a little bit here, including Trey Turner. There's some smoke there now. It's starting to get uh, Trey Wingo and Trey Turner. It's a tra- is it the Trey night on the show? I think so. Though they're spelled differently. They are. I think one of them should change for the sake of the show. So yeah, tra- one hour from now is Trey Wingo, T R E Y, Wingo, uh, and then T R E A Turner. How would you spell Trey if you were, uh, let's say? Uh, Let's say you, you were naming someone named Trey. I thought if it was T-R-E-Y, that meant it was you were like the third of your family. Is that true? Yeah, I'm looking at Trey Wingo's name now. It's not Trey Wingo. Oh, he's something the third. His real name is Hal Chapman Wingo the third. Wow. I mean, we've had Trey now for, um, you know, I'm not going to bring that up tonight. Maybe down the line we're a little more comfortable asking about his name. Whereas but, Trey Turner's real name is Trey Turner. Okay. We've had Trey now for a couple months. Trey, of course, uh, Wingo. Not, I mean, it'd be cool if we had Trey Turner for a couple months on the show. Maybe we'd have some information for him where he's going. But I, I didn't know that wasn't his name. What's his name? Hal? Hal Chapman Wingo the Third. That's a cool name, actually. Hal Chapman Wingo the Third. All right, one hour from now, Hal Chapman Wingo the Third will join us. Talk some NFL. We'll get to the Trey Wingo. Uh, not, uh, now, I'm, now I'm mixing up my trays. There's not Trey Wingo rumors to the Phillies. That doesn't make any sense. He's a broadcaster. He talks about sports for a living. No, Trey Turner. He's the shortstop, and uh, the rumors are heating up. But here's what I do want to talk about. Jonathan Gannon, I believe he's a good defense coordinator. Agree or disagree with that. Tucker thinks he's fine. I mean, he's better than fine. The, guy's, the guy is coordinating one of the best defense in the NFL. He's not just fine. He's a good coordinator. Agree or disagree. But he could use some reinforcements back. So we got some news today. Dallas Goddard said he is tracking, hopes to come off the IR as soon as he's eligible after, what would that be, week 14? Heading to week 15, I think. I think he can come back week 15. Okay, so he's out of the sling, and hopefully he's he's on the mend here. We, they opened up the practice window today for Jordan Davis. Now we had some conflicting uh, opinions on Davis's status from our Eagles insiders around here. Elliot Sherparks thinks he could play on Sunday. Howard told us on the air, a little more colorfully off the air, that is that Jordan Davis will play on Sunday. So we'll see on that. And how about this from uh, Nick Sirianni on Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and his status moving forward. I mean, just so you guys know, as far as the last raid kid, I know he was in some pain on the field, and uh, you know he's 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 doing he's doing well right now. As far as <clears throat> excuse me, as far as how long he'll be out, that you never really know with that. And you know, I'm not going to put a timetable on anybody, um, but we just hope he gets a bit better, and we'll play it safe with that. That's a you know, obviously that's a dangerous injury, and uh, we want we'll think about his health just like we do all our players first, um, and then get he'll get on the field when he's when he's ready. 
I thought it was interesting, and I guess we'll see how the week goes on and what they do. They didn't put him on IR. That gives me a thought that they think he could be back sooner than maybe the injury. You first heard the the name of the injury, what it was called, and and what it is. You're like, oh, no. And I said it to Howard last night. So if they put Gardner Johnson on the IR right now, he has to miss four games. The fourth game from now is the Cowboys game. If they think there's a chance he's back for that game, I think they might just play a man down for the next three weeks, you know, in terms of the roster and, and not put him on the IR. Because if you if you put him on the IR now, you lose it for the Cowboys game. I don't know. I mean, they, they obviously know more about this than any of us. Any, every lacerated kidney is different. And the severity of it, you know, Zach Ertz came back. They're like snowflakes. They are like snowflakes. Everyone is a little bit unique. Everyone's kidney is a little different. Jordan Poyer, as was pointed out last night, missed the, was done for the season when he got his back five, six, seven years ago. And Zach Ertz in 2019 was back two weeks later. So I think it's a tell that Gardner Johnson was not yet put on the IR. If we get to Friday, Saturday, and they're making roster moves for this game and they don't put him on the IR, I think it means they think he could be back by that Cowboy game uh, in about four weeks. Uh, let's talk to No Sir. I hope I'm saying it right. Hey, what's up, No Sir? Uh, hey, what's going on, guys? What's Appreciate up? you guys taking my call. You uh, got first it, time, man. long time. First of all, I you triggered me tonight with Gannon, all right? And I tell you why, because it's not about between this is just me being facetious. I don't want no one to get fired. All right. But uh, the eyeball test, right? When you're watching Green Bay and you see Aaron Rodgers is wincing in pain and you're saying, hey, let me just sit back and not attack this dude. That just seems that's common sense. They'll say this guy can't even throw. Let's sack him. And then they put love in and they don't even go after him. And he throws a bomb. And you know what I'm trying to say? And then you go against Dallas when we had Cooper Rush in there. They let him come all the way back. So what I'm saying is, yeah, it looks good, but we have to remember this defense. I feel like you and me can be defensive coordinators and make them look good. Well, I know. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know your background, no, sir. I, I think I might struggle a little bit if you put me in as defensive coordinator. And I understand your idea that there's like a, maybe a lack of a killer instinct, but the strategy works. He's not going to go and be over aggressive. Strategy works in the regular season when you give a team like the Niners, like the Cowboys the chance to run the ball, which they will do, they will control the clock, they will control the game, and the Eagles' offense will be cold. And guess what's going to happen? We're going to lose. This guy doesn't we, – we, we're winning in spite of him. Not I disagree of, with that. Now, but, but All right, but let me ask you this. Now, it all works in, in context with each other, right? The offense and the defense, they work together. If the Eagles' offense holds up its end of the bargain in January, and I'm not asking them to score 35, but if they're, if they're good, right, if, they're, if they score enough points – then the strategy will work because it's hard to come back on a defense that doesn't give up big plays. The, the reason the strategy lost against Washington, yes, you're right, they couldn't get off the field. But the offense turned the ball over four times. If they had held on, if they yeah, had held on so to the ball and scored, they would have won anyway. The offense has to be lights out all the time for us to win. We're not going to win because of the defense. Well, what happened in Indianapolis? That wasn't the case. 17-16. Indianapolis was one game of 11. <laughs> okay, I can tell you what happened with Green Bay. You know what we we gave up we gave up a ton of points to uh, uh, to um, at the end of the second half to Dallas and now we're going to have to face we have uh, three division games against crazy good running teams Saquon Barkley twice mm-hmm. and then we have Dak again and the, the Cowboys I'm gonna tell you right now we have to be we have to be smart because people will play clock management against us because they're gonna have seven ten minute long drives which our offense is off the field. And if we're not getting turnovers and Dylan isn't being an MVP, 
this defense is not as good as we as 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 it looks. I mean, just the eyeball test is like we're not blitzing. We're, but but they but no, but they don't have to blitz. I, I don't think they have to blitz. Like I I, I really that's not the str- who blitzes in the NFL these days. It it it, it that that's gone. This team had when we when we played when we played Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, they gave up like so many yards. And I remember even right five hundred yards, yeah, yeah. Jeff Laurie was like, "Hey, I even went, I even went to uh, the coordinator. Was Schwartz. like, ooh, that was I would that was a tough game. So, do I want to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, but we're gonna have to put up forty points every every face the Kansas City Chiefs, maybe fifty, because there's no way this defense is gonna stop anybody. It's so porous. But it's not, but, that, no, but no, sure it's not. Like they're number two in the NFL in yards per play. They're third in sacks. They've taken the ball over way, way 23 times. Like, the, the reality doesn't match how you perceive it. They're, they have 23 takeaways. They're third in sacks. Yeah, like, I, how I, much I, higher could they rank in these things? Like, if he blitzed. They're there not because of him. They're there because of the, the, the talent level. But that's, but, and no, sir, that, and I appreciate your call, and, and that's, that's kind of where Tucker feels, and, and that's fine. But I actually think he could only screw this up. If he goes blitzing more, they're going to get beat over the top. They're going to get a big plays. I, there's no reason to blitz if you get pressure without the blitz. You know who doesn't blitz? The Bills. And now they might have to more because they lost Von Miller. Because they get pressure with their front. Their front. I mean, like, in, in a perfect world, and, and maybe that's this is like the most anti-Philadelphia thing that I'll ever say on the radio, you don't have to blitz. In a perfect world, you don't want to blitz. If you blitz, you are down men in the secondary. You have less people to cover. If you don't blitz and you get the pressure with the front four or five or whatever, you have seven or six to cover and you have a better chance and you have a better chance of not giving up a big play. Again, if the results don't matter, what are we doing here? If it's all about how it looks and eye test, I mean, then then like, then any you could be the defensive coordinator. Go blitz every time and everyone will love you. And look at 50 points a game. I, I just... It, it doesn't make any sense to me. They're also blitzing a lot more than they were a year ago. Yeah. They're, they're 16th in the NFL in blitz percentage, and they were 31st in the NFL in that category last year. You mentioned they're third in sacks. I think they're seventh in, in quarterback pressure percentage this year. I mean, they're getting home to the quarterback quite a bit, and everyone complaining that he's not blitzing. He's blitzing almost twice as much as he was a year ago. Right, and it's not going to – like, how much more is that going to jump? Like, let's be realistic here. This guy doesn't – he's – like Wink Martindale with the Giants, there's a few coordinators out there that are still kind of like the old school, they'll blitz a lot. You know, he's not going to be that. They're not going to wake up tomorrow and be the number one blitz team in the NFL. So if they're if the percentage went up from last year, I think that's that's a step forward. And, and I, I'm not anti-blitz ever. I, I think who doesn't like a good blitz once in a while? Where you, you kind of you kind of that's support. all I do on that. I mean, well. What do you send the corners? I like, I like the corner. I blitz. love a good slot corner blitz. Oh, they never see it coming. They just and the best part is if you come from the quarterback's blind side, you get him. I always thought when you play a lefty quarterback, and there's not many of them, but like back when I was a kid, Scott Mitchell or Mark Brunel or Steve Young, there was more. Uh, now it's Tua. Is there anybody else besides Tua? I don't think so. I, I think, think he's, he's the only starter. I think he's the only left-handed quarterback. Um, but it's I always thought it was easier to get the left-handed quarterbacks with the. Uh, with the the slot corner blitz, they they uh, they were less apt to pick it up in Madden. But whatever, slot corner blitz, linebacker blitz, safety blitz, whatever blitz you want us to call, I, I'm fine with them once in a while. And if you do it occasionally and you and it, it hits, boom, you make a big play. And they've done it more this year, as Tucker mentioned, than last year. But I don't care. I don't care what the strategy is as long as the strategy is effective. That's all I care about. And it is. You, I do think. 
it's all complimentary. One goes with the other. The Eagles have a good offense. They have built leads this year. When you have a lead, you don't need to blitz. You sit, you sit back, you cause turnovers, you let your front four go to work, and, and you win. You don't have to let the team back in the game because you're being overaggressive. Let's talk to um, let's talk to Matthew and Redding. What's up, Matthew? Hey, how's it going? Uh, good topic. Um, these people that don't want to give Gannon credit, they, they, they annoy me. I, just, I have no idea what they're looking at. Um, there's only let me let me throw this out here. There's only two quarterbacks in the NFL right now that have a higher or I'm sorry have a lower quarterback rating when being blitz. That's Hertz and Prescott. Dak uh, Prescott. Uh, you don't want to blitz in the NFL. It's 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 a way for quarterbacks want to be blitzed. It, like you said, it leaves the whole secondary open. They're too good. They're too quick to release. And then they they always want to bring up this uh, talent. Oh, Jonathan Gannon has talent. Well, Jalen Hurts has talent. He has a top three offensive line, top three wide receiver, top three tight end. Gannon doesn't have a top three defensive line, does not have a top three linebacker, and they already want to say Hurts, franchise quarterback, obvious MVP. Well, I'm going to say it. Jonathan Gannon, franchise defensive coordinator. Jonathan Gannon, most valuable defensive coordinator. Mike dropped. You know what, Matthew? It's it, you brought up something interesting there, and I and I I think it's I'm glad you brought it up because Jalen Hurts and and deservingly so has gotten a lot of credit for his play, but obviously they've put a lot around him and he's performed with that around him, right? The receivers, the tight end when Goddard's out, the excellent offensive line, good backs, and he's run with it. But yet they Jonathan Gannon has a few, you know some better players this year, and it's like, well, that's the only reason the defense is good. No, he's also done a good job. Like Hurts has done a good job with talent around him. Gannon's done a good job with talent around him. Yeah, they always want to say the schedule too. Oh, they haven't played any good teams. Well, Hertz hasn't played has played the same teams Gannon's played, and so they're so inconsistent with their arguments. Well, he has, and then and Matthew, man, I appreciate your phone call. I I go, I go to this because I think right now, if we polled a uh, hundred NFL fans and you said who's the best defense in the NFL right now, I think a good number. And I don't know if it's if it's seventy, if it's sixty five, whatever. But I think a good number if you just went across. The spectrum. Hey, are you a big football fan? You you know the league. You watch the league. You know every week you watch the games on Sunday. Yeah, all right. You watch Red Zone or whatever. I think most people would say the 49ers right now have the best defense in the NFL, and I would agree with that. I think the 49ers have the best defense in the NFL. They have allowed zero points in the second half of games in a month. They haven't allowed a point after halftime in a month of football. They just shut out the New Orleans Saints on Sunday, led by D'Amico Ryan's ex-player, aggressive. Linebacker, we knew him here as an eagle. What was his nickname, D'Amico? Mufasa. Mufasa. Yes, I was. Jordan big... Hicks became Simba. Yes, I was a fan of D'Amico. Chip Kelly loved the Lion King. He did. I mean, I, I mean, to be fair, who doesn't love the Lion King? When was the last time you saw the Lion King? It's been a little while, but is that the best animated film of all time? I think so. Now I feel like there's a lot to, to kind of pick and parse from. I mean, Pixar's put out a lot of great movies over the years. Cars. Cars is very good. Uh, is that your favorite Pixar movie? No, it's The Lion King. Oh. I mean, they put out a lot of good ones recently, too. You ever see um, Encanto is pretty good recently? You see that? I've heard good things about yeah, Encanto. Encanto. I haven't watched the it. The soundtrack, well, is, I, I think it's more of a musical I movie. feel like you having small children really skews your judgment uh, towards the, the newer Pixar movies. I, I don't even... One TV is... I just think it's Disney+. Plus. I don't even know if we have anything else on there. It's just Disney+, Plus all the time. Anyway, um... The 49ers defense, I would say it's the best in the NFL. I think most people would. Tucker, would, would you rank them number one? I would. I would have them and the Cowboys at the top. And okay. the Cowboys are more opportunistic, but I think the, the 49ers are, are more solid from, from front to back. All right, here are the offenses and quarterbacks the Niners have played this season. Okay, let's just go through this. 
They have played, and at this point, it was a very, um, I don't know what the word is. What was Justin Fields to start the year? Not very good. Poor? Poor. A poor version of Justin Fields in week one. They played the Seahawks and Geno Smith. That, in retrospect, is a really nice win, holding them to seven points. Okay? They played Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. They lost that game, by the way. Um, and they allowed uh, they allowed 11 points, but they lost that game. They lost to Russell Wilson. That was one of the quarterbacks they played. They played the ghost of Matthew Stafford because whatever the, the Rams are this year, it's, it's not the Rams. They played, I think that was Baker Mayfield when they played the Carolina Panthers. They played Marcus Mariota. They played Patrick Mahomes, and he, they allowed 44 points. They once again played the ghost of, of Matthew Stafford. They played Justin Herbert. That's a good one. Um, they played Kyler Murray, and they played Andy Dalton. I mean, they've played two really good quarterbacks the entire season. If you want to say three with Geno Smith because he's had a really good year, um, that's it. Their other quarterbacks are Fields. Again, he wasn't playing well at that point. Russell Wilson, terrible. Matthew Stafford, poor this year. Baker Mayfield, terrible. Mariota, below average. Stafford, bad. Kyler Murray, average at best this year. Andy Dalton was good six years ago. So, like, they haven't done – they really haven't done anything either. They really haven't held down many really good quarterbacks. In fact, the one time they played a great quarterback, which was Patrick Mahomes, they gave up 44 points. But yet they get called the best defense. We don't even we don't blink. We just say it. The Eagles and Gannon do their thing as well. It's like, oh, it's the schedule. Well, I, I would imagine most years when you look at the top teams in terms of yards allowed, points allowed, yards per play, they probably didn't face seven elite quarterbacks in the schedule that year. It, it's all kind of you know circumstantial to the year and who you're playing. Let's talk to... Um, we got Giovanni's in Willow Grove. Hey, Giovanni. Hi, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. And what? it's a blessing to be on here. What's that? I said it's a blessing to be on here with you guys. Well, today. it's a blessing to have you. We appreciate you uh, you calling in. What's on your mind tonight, Giovanni? What are you thinking? Hey, uh, I just wanted to talk about the Eagles, you know? Um, something came to mind today. I was thinking, you know, the Eagles are the best team in the league at the moment. But the thing is, are they going to stick it through the rest of the year? Now, I feel that the Eagles have one of the best offenses in the league, with, uh, and our defenses only have allowed like 114 first downs and our rushing yards. And I mean, we, we got washed all over on the Commanders game. I, I can't lie about that. But that Colts game was atrocious. But the Packers game, it seemed like we had it in the back. What do you think? Well, I mean, you're right about the Washington game. That was frustrating to watch with the way they played defense, Giovanni. Now, I, I thought they, in the Colts game, you know, they gave that big run to Jonathan Taylor early, but then they settled down. They, I thought they did a good job. And then this they past... They were afraid because we got over them. Yes. And then this past week, you know, was a little bit more of a struggle, but they also had short fields. You know, the Packers had had a lot of possessions around around the midfield, and it made it kind of easy for them. Giovanni, I, I think this is a really good team, and if they could get healthy here and get some of these guys back with Davis and Goddard and Gardner-Johnson before the playoff starts, I, I think they're going to continue to win, and I, I think they're going to be the number one seed. Honestly, I think the same thing. Now, when you're talking about Jalen Hurts, there's one guy on here was saying, I forget his name, sorry, but at the same time, when you're talking about Jalen Hurts now, you have Jalen Hurts, all right? He came back from overcoming Carson Wentz. Am I right? Yeah, well, I mean, he had to, he had to, he had to take the job, yeah. right? He was, he was not drafted as, yeah, as an immediate starter. Yeah, so he comes, he comes out, and he, this year he has 318 attempts for 214 completions. That's, that's pretty good. And he's only thrown three interceptions. That's one of the lowest percentages of interceptions any team has thrown this year. And you got Patrick Mahomes, and you got, like, literally, you have, like, other, other quarterbacks that throw more. You know, like, take, take for example, Dak Prescott, people might think he's the best, but he's thrown a few interceptions himself. 
Well, he's throwing, a, yeah, he's throwing a lot. Um, you know, it, it, that's the one thing. I'm glad Giovanni, good call, man. I appreciate you calling. I appreciate you listening. Jalen Hurts' ability to protect the football. And uh, Giovanni sounds like he's, he knows his stuff. What do you think, Tucker? He sounds like he, of all our callers, I feel like he, maybe he knew his stuff the best. I mean, he said it was a blessing to be here. You know and what? And that's how I feel every day. I'm glad someone else finally agrees. I'm, I was waiting for the first time someone said it was a blessing to be on with us. Usually people are angry that they have to call and, and tell you you're wrong. You're, you're, I got to give you a piece of my mind for this nonsense you're spewing again on, on the air. Uh, but Giovanni was, was much more polite than most people. Uh, in terms of interceptions, now, sometimes interceptions can be fluky, right? Um, yeah, Hertz had a couple that are, are, I think, at least one went off of the hands of Gainwell, if not two of the three. One I could remember. I know the vividly. one on the screen pass did yeah, vividly remember it going off his and hands. And then his last one obviously went off the hands of AJ Brown. Right. And then right, so two off of hands, and then he threw the one bad decision, the pick six against the Jaguars. Yes. Were the wide receiver wide receiver fall down? Am or I making that up? Sli- I don't know if he fell down or Hurts kind of double clutched in the rain, and then the, the safety jumped up and, and, right. and grabbed it over him. But that's it. I mean, he has three interceptions this year on 313 attempts. If you look at interception percentage, percentage of passes that are picked off, only Tom Brady this season has a lower percentage of, in, of passes that have been intercepted. I mean, the greatest quarterback of all time. That's it. And yet what's interesting about that is he's not throwing the ball down the field like Jalen Hurts is. I mean, his yards per completion, Brady's 9.8, Hurts is 12. Yards per attempt, Hurts is 8. Brady's six and a half. I mean, Brady's not throwing the ball down the field the way Hertz has, and yet that's the only guy in the NFL with less interceptions. Tua also has three, but he missed a couple games. Daniel Jones has four. Garoppolo has four. Uh, Garoppolo only played in nine games or started nine games because you know Lance started the season. So that's it. I mean, it's it's really just Brady. But if if we kind of look at it through the lens of throwing the ball down the field and not throwing picks. The only guy right now in the same category is Geno Smith this year. He only has five, and he's pushed the ball down the field. But that's it. It's it's pretty darn impressive how they've they've protected the football. I think it's it's one of Jalen Hurts' best traits by far. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. We'll come back. Your phone calls, agree or disagree? Jonathan Gannon is a good defensive coordinator. I, I'm curious where everyone lands on this one tonight. It's been a fun debate. I think he is. A lot of you out there don't believe he is. I, I think you don't want to give Jonathan Gannon credit. He deserves um, for being a good defensive coordinator and, and coordinating one of the best units in the NFL. And that's a fact. They're one of the best defensive units in the NFL right now. We'll come back. Your phone calls. And we'll let you hear interesting perspective Mike Vick interviewed by Shannon Sharp, and they were talking about Jalen Hurts and why he's so good and why he's so valuable right now to this Eagles franchise. What you hear what Mike Vick had to say about Hurts, your calls on Gannon coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Just trying to fight the good fight tonight. For Jonathan Gannon, a good defensive coordinator. Are you hoping that he calls in? I mean, I, I wouldn't mind talking to JG, one JG to another. Um, we're, I mean, we're also we're down a JG in town. At one point, about a year ago, we had three JGs. And two JoGs. That's right. Uh, and this, this town was only big enough for one JoG, so Girardi had to go, unfortunately, for him. Um, and now it's it's me and Jonathan Gannon. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more JoGs or JGs out there. It's probably pretty common. I mean, I, I, I there's probably thousands or Hundreds, maybe thousands. There's, there's a lot of people, I'm sure, with the initials. Like J- a Jason Garcia? Sure, yeah. I mean, JG is not an uncommon pair of initials. TB, it's yours. That's probably not uncommon either. No, I'm sure there's a lot of Tyler Bakers out there. Tyler Bakers, yeah. I mean, there, there could be plenty of Tyler Bakers out there. What, what I know is this. Jonathan Gannon is a good defensive coordinator, and I just don't understand all of the angst and frustration about a defense that ranks, again, number two. In yards per play allowed. Number nine in points per game allowed. They are top half of the league in third down. They are number one in takeaways. These are all real stats. I'm not making these things up. That's what they are. And again, they're 10 and one. 10 and one. Like They're not seven and, and six or seven and four, right? They're not eight and three. They're not three. They're 10 and one. And the one game they lost, we've been yelling about the defense in that game for three weeks since it. The offense turned the ball over four times. For, for as, as much frustration as there was over the defense that night, not getting off the field and tie up possession and third downs and, and run defense, the, the offense turned the ball over that game four times. The defense set them up with two turnovers on their own, but they turned over four different times. 215-592-9494. 8 o'clock, Trey Wingle will join us. We'll get to a lot of baseball as the show goes on with the Phillies hot stove. Trey Turner, the rumors are heating up. I, I can't wait to talk about that. We'll have Jack Fritz on later to uh, hit on what the Phillies might do with the winter meetings next week. But I want to play this for you. Um, I, I think Shannon Sharp is is in, a really interesting um, interviewer. Now, he, I think most of the time we see him on TV, it's with, it's with Skip Bayless. He does the show with Skip Bayless. And, you know, they go back and forth. They debate stuff. But I, I actually like Shannon Sharp when he's talking to players one-on-one. I think they are they kind of let their guard down with him because he's an ex-player and he's a good interviewer. So Shannon Sharp. On his podcast, I think he calls it the Shay Shay Club or something like that. I, I don't know. There's too many podcasts. I lose track of the names. But I did uh, check out a little bit of what he had to say. He had Michael Vick on. And they were talking about quarterbacks in the league and, and the position has changed and all everything that's required to be a star quarterback and elite a team. And I thought this was interesting. Mike Vick talking about Jalen Hurts. Remember, they just sat down. They were part of that ESPN the kind of the round table they had with RG3, it was Vic, it was McNabb, it was Jalen Hurts. So, you know, I, I'm guessing recently he got to know Hurts a little bit better than he did before. Here's Mike Vic on Jalen Hurts. Attitude is everything, man. Just having a chance to sit down with Jalen a couple weeks ago, to hear him speak about direction. Right. Not just, not just for him, but the team. It's right. like, man, I'm willing to get up at 6 in the morning. I'm willing to come in early, go in the weight room, get some extra treatment, and go watch some film. 
and get with the guys and have a good time in the locker room and go watch some more film. Right. It's like the dedication to a certain degree, um, you know, lead, uh, will always lead to success. Yes. And I think if you just, some in some cases, if you just keep your head down and keep grinding, good things come to those who wait. You know, sometimes, it, you know, you can wait too long and you get the leftovers, but hey, if you at the forefront of it, of it and they believe in you, you got You always got a shot. And I think he's a guy that he's been through so much. He's like, he's embraced that role. Right. You know, and uh, it's just yielding great dividends for him right now. I think. Yeah. I- well, it is. And, and that leadership is, is obviously important. And, and that's, I mean, the guys follow him. That's pretty clear. I mean, it is. And, I think we take this stuff for granted. We, we, I mean, we obviously the last quarterback we had here in Philadelphia, the locker room didn't follow him. And then just look at other stuff going on around the, around the NFL. The Broncos hate Russell Wilson. Mike Garofalo had a report today that he's already lost the locker room. He's been there for five months. How do you feel about half the team showing up to his birthday party? Which that means half the team did not show up to his birthday party. And did half the team show up because his wife happens to be really famous and beautiful? Well, I mean, of the half that showed up, who are the half going for Russell? Or are they, they going because Ciara invited them to a birthday party? They're going to go. So Russell Wilson, obviously, you know, the leadership stuff there is a disaster. And it probably was in Seattle as well. And then Kyler Murray, I mean, there's a story, another story about a Kyler Murray out. Patrick Peterson, who played with him, you know, obviously in Arizona for a long time, said that Kyler only cares about Kyler. I mean, imagine being a fan of a team where your quarterback, like, no one likes him. It's it's not great. I mean, we've, we've had that It's not that, that hard to imagine. Well, we've done it before. We have, just very recently. And it's it's night and day when it's the opposite, and everyone's kind of rowing in the same direction. 215-592-9494. We know not everyone likes Jonathan Gannon. I mean, they should, but not everyone does. Ty is up on WIP. Hey, Ty. Hey, how you doing? Good, Ty. What are you thinking tonight? Um, a couple things. Um... First of all, I heard you talking about the 49ers and, you know, who, you know, what quarterbacks that they played. And you did make a mistake by saying that, uh, you know, that they played Kyler Murray. He was actually hurt that game. They they played uh, Colt McCoy that game. You're right about Ty. You're right. That was the game in Mexico City a couple weeks ago. They played Colt McCoy and they beat him up. So, yep. so that, so that, you're right. So let's take Kyler out. We, he's not even included. Take him out. <laughs> yep. But uh, okay. So the, the main reason I called is because you know I hear a lot of people like pretty much complaining about uh, the coordinator not dialing up blitzes. So when I watch Stevens play every game all year. And I do agree that he does need to blitz more, but it's it's more situational than anything. It's not like he got to dial up a blitz every play. Like, for my taste, I would prefer him to dial up a blitz when it's like third and long. Or I would like him to dial up a blitz, like like a run blitz every now and again, just to... Just to uh, you know, keep the offense on the other team thinking. It's it's more situational versus, you know, them just going blitz happy because, like you said, everything that he's done, we we have a ten and one record, and you know we lead the league at interception takeaways and the whole nine. So, but uh, like one of the things about uh, like the Eagles when they when they get into certain games and they got a lead and then they let the other team come back instead of playing prevent play that same defense that you've been playing that got you that that got you that lead. 
Right, and you know what? And I, I think that's one like like Sunday night, right? They're up, and then Watson makes the big play, and and they and they score the touchdown for the Packers. And Ty, I appreciate it, man. That the run blitz thing is interesting because it does feel like there hasn't been a significant adjustment to the run issues. It's more you know personnel, right? They brought in Joseph and and, and Sue, and I think Sue is is gonna is gonna be a good player for them down the stretch of the season. And they're gonna get Jordan Davis back, who's gonna make a big difference. I, I think we've almost underestimated early in the season how he kinda it was he kinda made the whole thing work. You know, him out there and and the numbers game with the box. But they could do some more run run blitzes if if they kinda sense run is coming. I don't mind that because they're, they're it's probably not gonna gash them. They're probably not gonna if they miss or it's a mistake, they're not gonna give up give up sixty yard runs. I, I don't mind that. Um as far as the blitz stuff goes, third and long or when they're up in games it's really never bothered me when when teams up late in the fourth quarter play a prevent. Now, and you're not doing it in the second quarter or the third quarter, but isn't the whole point just to to win the game? It's like I, the margin and how it looks on the scoreboard in the end really doesn't matter. If you're up 20, 34 to twenty in the fourth quarter, aren't you hoping they make a lot of completions over the middle where you tackle? Isn't the clock your friend? Isn't Aren't short completions your friend in, in, in a game where you're up a lot in the fourth quarter? Yeah, I mean, at that point, your job is to just run out the clock. And yeah. the Eagles have been, you know, beneficiaries of building big leads early in games. And remember when they were the best team in NFL history in the second quarter, that's tailed off a little bit in recent weeks. But part of that is why some of those numbers look the way they do. I just, the defense is built to lose the way they lost in Washington. Right. They, 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 you know, Jonathan Gannett didn't make any adjustments because I think he was fine giving up 3.4 yards per carry too. To, to Brian Robinson. The reason they lost because they couldn't cover Terry McLaurin and they gave up a bunch of third downs because they were in third and short situations. Like if they get off the field and a couple extra third downs and they don't turn the ball over four times, they win that game too. And, and if we want to talk about a blueprint, that's what it is. It's just converting third downs. And if you ask Jonathan Gannon, I'm sure he'll say that he wasn't happy with the run defense that night, but I'm sure he'll also tell you, maybe off the record, that we gave up 3.4 yards per carry. I wasn't that upset. You know what's interesting about this whole debate and and like the whole thing where they haven't played great quarterbacks? Aren't the Eagles, and, and Tucker just laid it out, aren't they built to lose more to Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers than they are to Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen? They've almost built their team to go play a Josh Allen in the Super Bowl. Like, to, you know, Josh Allen throws interceptions. He he's not very patient. He will he will force the ball in. Well, what what do the Eagles want? You, you do that. We'll pick it off. You, you almost. I I actually think they're built more right now the way they are with talent and scheme to build the to beat the Bills and it's a team like the Niners that could replicate what the what the Commanders did. And maybe it's because these are the teams that they have on the schedule. And I don't fear their quarterbacks enough, but. I wasn't afraid of Matt Ryan beating them, right? I was afraid of Jonathan Taylor beating them. Right. And watching the game on Sunday night, even though it's Aaron Rodgers, I wasn't afraid of Aaron Rodgers watching the game. I was afraid of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, the way they beat them up on their two touchdown drives. And this week, I'm not afraid of Ryan Tannehill. I'm afraid of Derrick Henry. Like, if there's ever a running back that could single-handedly beat this defense and beat the Eagles, it's Derrick Henry. And you can say the same thing about the, the 49ers. I'm not afraid of Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm afraid of Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and it all works in concert. Right? If the Eagles offense plays to the level it has and can, I don't think they're going to lose a game versus a running back because they, they, I don't think teams could score enough to beat the Eagles offense if they're doing their job. It it really all works together. I, 
Jonathan Gannon is a good defensive coordinator. His strategy is sound within this team on in, in this what they have right now this year. They're ten and one in part because the way they're playing defense. The takeaways have made a gigantic difference. If we list the reasons why the Eagles are ten and one, we I mean we can't go far on the list without saying the takeaways, the turnover differential, and the one day it didn't work. Right, the one day the turnover differential was was on the wrong side was the Washington game, but it's been on the right side almost. Is that the only game they lost the turnover differential? It's got to be. I can't. Uh, did they lose it in, in in Indy? I don't. I think they 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 fumbled once the Colts, right? The Taylor fumble, Epps forced the fumble. Uh, yeah, they lost that one two to one. I mean, does it worry you that they've now turned the ball over eight times in their last four games? Sure. I, I mean, part of that's probably just regression to the mean, right? It's just. It's, I mean, yeah, they I, had two in their first seven. Yeah, I mean, they, if you run seventy offensive players a week and you turn the ball over only two times your first seven games, there's probably some of that's luck. But yeah, I, I, I mean, defensively though, they're. Part of the reason why they're so good at 10-1, and one, the whole thing, is because they take the ball away so often. They've given their team extra possessions. They've taken away possessions. They've made game-changing, momentum-changing plays. That Reed Blanket ship picked in the night was gigantic. I mean, and they've made a lot of those kind of plays over the course of the season, and, and that's this guy's defense. Let's talk to Mark at Boyertown. Hey, Mark. Hi, how you doing? Let me get out of You got it, Mark. How what do, what you? do you think? I'm good. What are you thinking? I, uh, Ty stole my thunder, the last caller. Um, I, uh, I've been watching football since Reggie White and Buddy Ryan. And, you know, there's, there's a time and a place for the blitz. I don't agree with all out gung-ho blitz. But I do, I do think that if you're playing against a Taylor Heineke in Washington, and I know they, they lost the tournament battle, yeah, 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 everything plays a factor into it. They got gashed. And I feel like if you're going to play a quarterback like that, play man, put eight in the box, and say, you know, make you know, try to make them one-dimensional. And also, I'd like to see some run blitzes. And I'd like to at least see – I don't like Gannon because I feel like he's too conservative. I'd like to at least show, uh, you know, show like seven guys on the line and, and act like you're going to blitz and, and, you know, maybe then drop back into coverage or do something a little bit exotic. When you rush four the way he did against Green Bay – I feel like there's no element to surprise. You knew they weren't blitzing. If you're if you're Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, you know they're not bringing pressure because the way the linebackers are sitting four yards behind the line. Yeah, but they, but they are middle of the pack, Mark. They're 16th in blitz percentage. Like they're not 32nd. They're not like. I agree. I I agree with what you're saying, and I feel like if you take away, you know, the, the big reason why they're 10 and one, and believe me, I'm I didn't think they go 10 and one this so so far this year. I really didn't. I thought they were like a 10-win team, honestly. But the turnover battle, you know, the turnover margin is what basically kept them afloat in these games. I, I think Gannon, I, I just, I feel like the bend don't break. It's more like a Jim Schwartz. I just feel like if you play prevent defense, the only thing prevent prevents you from doing is winning, which is not the case because they've been bailed out by good offense and our monster offensive line and, you know, winning the turnover margin. But I'd like to see him at least, even if you don't blitz, show act like you're going to blitz and make the quarterback on the other team have to think and process it more. So, you know and I, I mean? understand your point, but whatever he's doing is, I mean, how many more turnovers can they force doing it in a more aggressive way? Like, whatever they're doing has worked. They have 23 takeaways in 11 games. That's that's pretty enormous. Whether it's, oh, I, I agree. Yeah, I but, mean, that's, that, that's really a big part of the reason. You said it, too, why they're 10-1. and one. I was really disappointed in Green Bay because I know special teams was a big problem. Yep. But I felt like 
you, you know, if you score 40 points, you should win easily. I know special teams cost them a lot and, you know, the field position, but even when, even when they had the ball uh, without that great field position, I felt like we couldn't stop them. And I know that they were running against our nickel defense. I know that. But at least, at least bring a safety halfway up. To, and if you see the run, attack. If not, back off. And it's like, I feel like it's like just, it's too soft. I feel like they could, like I said, at least disguise a couple more things a little better to put some, some doubt in, in the other offensive yeah, mind. And they could. And Mark, I appreciate it, man. Um, I also do think we have to acknowledge they are now down two pieces in the secondary, pretty significant pieces. Like from the first quarter of this game on Sunday through a couple weeks ago. Like, they're playing with Reed Blankenship out there, who I think there's something to him. I, 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 I want to see more of Reed Blankenship and Josiah Scott. Like, again, that's going to impact how, how aggressive they can be and how aggressive they're willing to be when you're playing with two backups out there that have very little experience in the NFL. I mean, you're going to put those guys on an island and say, hey, we're blitzing. If Christian Watson gets loose, he's yours, Reed. Do we think Reed Blankenship can, can handle – can handle that? I mean, probably not. One guy was undrafted. One guy is a second-round pick. And you saw the, the angle that Blankenship took. Now, he made a great play on, a, on an interception, but he also made a bad angle on the one play where, where Watson ran straight past him for the touchdown. I, I, I look at the way Gannon plays defense and his strategy like this. It's almost like a baseball team that's like, you want to hit singles all day, go ahead. But you're not going to hit home runs. And I know in, it's, you can't choose that. In football, the more you can... You could kind of, the way you play and the way you align, you can almost invite singles versus invite home run swings. In baseball, you really can't do that. It's more of, it's more of how good of pitchers you have. But that's it. Like the Eagles, if, if you can, that, you know what that Commanders game was? It was the equivalent of watching the Phillies lose on a team getting 15 singles against them and running the base as well. Okay, you're probably not going to lose in baseball a lot of games if you don't give up any home runs. And, and I think the Eagles, and I, I, I don't think this is, crazy to think that it comes from the top, right? Their front office, I'm sure it's a trickle-down effect. They they realize and know, it almost feels like they were, they're trying to reverse engineer winning. Like, the reality is if you don't give up big plays and you make big plays, you're going to win almost every game and the turnover battle. Yeah, and if you look at it, I think the Eagles heading into Sunday night had only allowed two touchdowns over 20 yards, mm-hmm. right? Which would make you think that they're good at that, but... I also kind of push back on Nick Sirianni saying that the the defensive positioning and the way they were losing the field position battle is part of the issue because they gave up three explosive touchdowns, right? right. They gave up a 63-yard touchdown to Christian Watson, and did that matter in the end? Not really, no, but they gave up a 20-yard run to, to A.J. Dillon. They right. gave up a 23-yard touchdown pass to Aaron Jones. Like, they did get gashed, and they did give up big plays to, to Aaron Rodgers. Probably the first time all year they got big plays, like multiple big plays in the game. Uh, the, the Lions game, I feel like, had a few as the, that game went on, but it's the first time in a while. Like, the, 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 the Commanders game really wasn't big plays. I mean, that was just that was just paper cuts for, for three hours, and it was, it was infuriating to watch. Kyle is at Doyle saying, hey, Kyle. Hey, Joe. It's a blessing to be here. I wanted to take a little uh, Kyle, I agree. Uh, a piece of that. I agree. What's up, man? Hey, I just wanted to call and talk about kind of everything everyone's talking about. I, I think us as Philly fans uh, expect perfection and micro, uh, not micromanage, but look at every small detail of every game, and we could win 45-7, to 7, but we'll complain about the seven points we gave up and say we have to fix that before we celebrate the 40 points in the W that we got. Um, and I think a lot of that's going on with this 10-1 and 1 Eagles team is everyone's – 
the the point we have to ask if Jonathan Gannon is a good defensive coordinator blows my mind. Um, they're ten and one. They have a top defense in the league that nobody thought we would have any close to this defense. And how does the credit not go to the coach who's facilitating that group of men to put on that type of performance? Um, he's got to get his accolades. He's got to get his pieces. That's why he's a head coach candidate, and people are looking at him for that. Um, but I, I, I think that the, the the second piece I wanted to point out was the seed, uh, was the, the, the Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I think the only reason he's not on IR as well is because they're seeing if they're going to use that roster spot to sign somebody to fill the void, um, and if they can't come to terms with finding someone to fill that void before Friday and, and also uh, the designations, I think then they put him on IR if they have to. Um, That's a good point, I, Kyle. I just I just I found it interesting. Like when Goddard got hurt, I feel like they put him on pretty much right away. Like they knew. You know, it was obvious he he's wasn't going to play for a month, so they just put him on the IR. I, I feel like the Gardner Johnson one, maybe they're just seeing day by day how it heals if it if it feels like it's healing fast. And I, I just I wonder because that Cowboys game is the fourth game from now if if they're going to wait to see if he can make it back for that game. Yeah, and I, and I think that he's excited to do that too because I think we got a different side of him when we did bring him in. He's a jolt of energy for the defense. Um, but, I mean, the talk's a little bit of so Malcolm Jenkins coming in to just fill the spot, and I was talking to friends about it at work, and they said, is he, and they asked if he still, had, still has anything in the tank. And, I, and I, like I said to them, that same play that uh, the Blankenship didn't make on the Watson catch, does, uh, does Malcolm Jenkins' veteran presence give him more of an outside angle and stop that and make that a 15-yard gain versus a 63-yard touchdown? He probably does. Uh, I, I, think, I would think yes. And that's what I think is what they're doing is they're seeing if that spot is. I think with the tight ends, they were really happy with Stoll, really happy with Calatera, um, and even and I think they had some people with confidence in that position that could hold it. But when you have a, a free agent from Middle Tennessee as your backup to him, I think you're going to look a couple other areas to see if you can fill that void with someone who's looking for a short season and possible to win a Super Bowl with us before they designate him to the IR and call him out for that Cowboys. And it could be mental games with the Cowboys. Maybe they're playing mentally with the Cowboys and, and playing the strategic chess game that they are not uh, that they don't know what we're going to have, so they don't know what they're going to prepare for and what we're doing. So I think that's part of it as well. Yeah, it could be. And, Kyle, I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, And the Malcolm thing, there's – I don't think it was a coincidence that it was put out there yesterday that the whole thing came out. I mean, he, I think if the Eagles make an offer, he's going to come back and, and he'd play. And, you know, we'll ask Trey Wingo about the idea of Malcolm Jenkins. Trey Wingo's going to join the show in a couple minutes. I'm, I'm curious what he thinks, you know, as someone who watches the league very closely. This, you know, again, does Malcolm Jenkins need to be the player he used to be? No, this is, it's be the equivalent of Sue and Joseph. Can he add a little bit? Now, you keep adding old guys. You're going to swing and miss on something. Like, Robert Quinn, has he done anything since he got here? He got a quarterback hit on Sunday night, and I don't remember it. I don't re- Maybe it was one of the ones where, like, there was a bunch of those guys there. Like, there was one where Graham and, and Do you Fletcher. think they maybe misread his his number coming out of the pile? You like, think- it was actually Indomitian Sue, but they thought it said 9-4 and not 7-4? Maybe someone felt bad. Like, hey, they've got all these guys. Toss him a bone. Yeah, we'll say he got a quarterback hit. I mean, he's been mostly invisible since he got here, and he was mostly invisible for the Bears this year. Now, some of that thought was, well, he's playing too many snaps, playing on a bad team. You bring him here, and I thought this. I, I thought this. You bring Robert Quinn in, and, and he'll be better. Now he's got time. I mean, the, the, the book isn't written on Robert Quinn. I wonder if Robert Quinn is going to be a lower profile uh, Golden Tate. Does nothing, makes a sack in the playoff game, or like, all right. Because I mean, Golden Tate really was a did nothing as an Eagle. So since he joined the Eagles, he has six quarterback pressures and two hits. And he's made two tackles, both coming in the Washington game. 
and and the thing is, he's not even playing. Like they're not increasing his snaps to where like you feel like they think the it's, snaps have actually gone down. He played eleven snaps against Green Bay. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, guys off the street that they didn't trade anything for. Sue and Joseph played way more in, in a very short. They just got here. So you know, the Malcolm thing could it end up like could it end up being a Robert Quinn where it's like yeah wow, and then he does nothing. Could. But it also could be like Lenval Joseph or, or Sue, where he comes in and he helps. And he, and he, may, he, he plays a smaller role, but it's an important role. It wouldn't shock me. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop board. Coming up on the other side, Trey Wingo. It is a Wingo Wednesday here on WIP. Very excited to talk to Trey about this Eagles team, the win, Jalen Hurts' performance, the rushing uh, numbers. They put up 357 rushing yards, an elite night on the ground. And we'll ask Trey about the idea of Malcolm Jenkins. Does he think it'd be a good idea if the Eagles brought him in? That's all coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 